0: the Data Skeptic bonus feed where we release extended content on data science, statistics, machine learning, and artificial intelligence. 3. The machines concerned in the game. The question which we put forward earlier will not be quite definite until we have specified what we mean by the word machine. It is natural that we should wish to permit every kind of engineering technique to be used in our machines. We also wish to allow the possibility that an engineer or team of engineers may construct a machine which works, but whose manner of operation cannot be satisfactorily described by its constructors, because they have applied a method which is largely experimental. Finally, we wish to exclude from the machines men born in the usual manner. It is difficult to frame the definition so as to satisfy these three conditions. One might, for instance, insist that the teams of engineers should be all of one sex, but this would not really be satisfactory, for it is probably possible to rear a complete individual from a single cell of the skin, say, of a man. To do so would be a feat of biological technique deserving of the very highest praise, but we would not be inclined to regard it as a case of constructing a thinking machine. This prompts us to abandon the requirement that every kind of technique should be permitted, We are all the more ready to do so in view of the fact that the present interest in thinking machines has been aroused by a particular kind of machine, usually called an electronic computer or digital computer. Following this suggestion, we only permit digital computers to take part in our game. This restriction appears at first sight to be a very drastic one. I shall attempt to show that it is not so in reality. To do this necessitates a short account of the nature and properties of these computers. It may also be said that this identification of machines with digital computers, like our criterion for thinking, will only be unsatisfactory if, contrary to my belief, it turns out that the digital computers are unable to give a good showing in the game. There are already a number of digital computers in working order, and it may be asked, why not try the experiment straight away? It would be easy to satisfy the conditions of the game, A number of interrogators could be used and statistics compiled to show how often the right identification was given. The short answer is that we are not asking whether all digital computers would do well in the game, nor whether the computers at present available would do well, but whether there are imaginable computers which would do well. But this is only the short answer. We shall see this question in a different light later. So in this section, we're going to define a bit more about the protocol. Most importantly, what do we actually mean by the word machine? This is why the core idea of a Turing machine, as Turing defined in another paper, or at least what he defined there was eventually named a Turing machine, that's why this concept is so important. I won't cover it here, but a Turing machine is a basic and totally general model of computation. It's a way of building a computer that most likely no one would ever actually do. It's not necessarily a great design for an industry purpose, but what we do know is that the abstract design we call a Turing machine is no less capable than any commercial computer that's ever going to hit the market. Naturally those are going to continue to be faster and a little bit more clever and how they use memory and and do things like that so we don't want to be distracted with discussions of how many megahertz something has. One open point not touched upon, what about quantum computing? After all this is a topic that is now making headlines more than ever Many plausible claims have been made that a practical, industrial-scale quantum computer will be available and in use anywhere from, I don't know, 5 to 20 years in the future from now. Need we make a special distinction about quantum versus classical computers when discussing the imitation game? The answer seems to be no. We need no such distinction. There are still open questions of quantum supremacy that is, whether or not quantum computers actually are able to do things that classical computers cannot. What we do know is that quantum computers, if realized at scale, would give advantages on certain specific types of problems. The two best known are Shor's algorithm for integer factorization and Grover's algorithm for search. Both of these algorithms admit better runtimes on these problems than a classical computer possibly could. Other noteworthy algorithms perhaps of interest to listeners would include principal components analysis, the fast Fourier transformation, and the HHL machine learning algorithm. All of these are quite useful algorithms which give advantages on a quantum computer. And by advantages, I mean that their complexity is smaller. Depending on the size of the problem, The quantum computer will scale better as the size of the problem grows, and you'll be able to find solutions significantly faster on a quantum computer than a classical one. But regardless, if the classical computing systems Turing was thinking about were, in his mind, capable of winning the imitation game, then we need not consider quantum computers in the first place. Lastly, I wanted to comment on Turing's observation that there may be machines submitted for which the manner of operation cannot be described by its inventors. And while I'm not sure if he meant it with such foresight, I'm going to go ahead and give him credit for anticipating a lot of the discussions we're having today about advanced machine learning systems, specifically around the topic of interpretability. As these machines grow in scale and size, it becomes increasingly more difficult to give any explanation for how they actually work. We design, test, and evaluate them based on performance metrics over any sort of first principles. I would point out that hiring a new person uh, in an entry-level position and expecting to train them has an interesting analogue here. They should not be expected to learn everything overnight. You may not be able to anticipate the manner in which they absorb the information, nor do you have any idea about the inner workings of their brain and how exactly chemically they're creating the memories that enable them to do the job you've hired them for. Yet, you make inquiries about their plans, you have weekly status meetings, performance reviews, this sort of thing. Your new entry-level employee is not an interpretable agent. We should have no such interpretability requirement placed on the machines submitted for participation in the imitation game. Data Skeptic is a listener-supported program. To support the show, visit dataskeptic.com and click on the membership tab.